Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Give a boiling hot welcome to your favorite co-host, Jeff Probst, and this is actually season 41 of Survivor. Welcome. <laughs> Today on Survivor, six, 16 people get together to compete for what is perhaps the most socially competitive game in our history. Please give a warm welcome to our first contestant. Me. Heather Shore. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so <laughs> Today, we are going back to our sub-series that we started with our episode on Bonnie Blair of women still doing stuff right now. We love women in sports, and I'm glad, you know, as the host so of Survivor, <laughs> that we can talk about people who are a little bit more current. Not that there's anything wrong with talking about people from the past. We like doing that here on our show, Survivor. But we also like to talk about, you know, people who are... Game changers. Game changers, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's only Survivor terminology for this episode. Very sorry. This one is about NFL coach Jennifer King. Are you ready for some American football? Let's begin. <laughs> Friendly reminder that we always list all of our sources on our website if you would like to visit the original articles we get our information from. Because of the nature of this episode, a lot of our information was learned from previous interviews and write-ups conducted by some incredible journalists. So you guys, make sure you click through and go and read what all they had to say because I only just touched the surface. I like that you started it up, uh, prefaced it by calling it a friendly reminder. Mm. I'd love to hear an unfriendly reminder. Un Go get your resources, <laughs> idiot. Un now let's learn. <laughs> unfriendly Bu reminder. Buckle up, losers. We're going to learn. <laughs> no, that's a very nice reminder. Anyway. Here we go. Quote, It's so important to open the entire pool of applicants when you have a position. So far, historically in football, it's only 50% of the people. No women were considered. For future female coaches coming up, this gives them a foot in the door. It's up to us to do a good job. Jennifer King was born in Eden, North Carolina on August 6, 1984. Though she was born in Eden, she was raised in Reedsville. She remembers playing tackle football with the neighborhood boys and even darting around falling leaves pretending they were tacklers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would be so... I, I used to hate playing football when I was younger because I was very... I was much smaller oh. than the majority of the people on the field. Mm -hmm. I'd always get the wind knocked out of me because oh, no. I couldn't tell where everyone was coming from if they were trying to yeah. hit me. <laughs> anyway, baseball. That's, that's me. That's my sport. But please... Sundays were spent with her father, planted by the TV, watching football all day. Jennifer grew up a Redskins fan, and the first Super Bowl that she watched was Super Bowl XXII. This was Washington's second victory in franchise history. Quarterback Doug Williams became the first African-American quarterback to win the championship. Obviously, Doug quickly became her favorite player. <laughs> Jennifer was such a beast that throughout junior high and high school, 
the football coaches tried to get her to try out for the team. Wow. I know. They saw the potential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she ended up declining the offer at her mother's behest, for she was fearful her daughter could be severely injured. Fair. Yeah. Jennifer went on to attend Guilford College, where she played both basketball and softball, and she graduated in 2006 with a degree in sports management. Her love of football ran deep. She never could seem to shake the desire to be involved in the sport. Fortunately, once again, she's a beast. And King ended up playing in the Women's Football Alliance, where she was a quarterback and wide receiver for the Carolina Phoenix, where she was a seven-time All-American quarterback and wide receiver. In her years there, the team had a record of 75 and 7. Oh, so this is this is her one, sport. Yeah, this one is, season they went entirely undefeated. She achieved, <laughs> she, she yeah. excelled She's just in this field. Born to born to be part of it. Yeah. She then began to play defensive back and wide receiver for the New York Sharks, where they ended up winning the 2018 WFA Division II Championship. The New York Sharks. Mhm. Someone saw some sharks sw swimming in the East River, and they were like, I'm going to name a team out of you guys one day. And they were all like, because eh, they're sharks. Yeah. She... <laughs> yeah, because why... Yeah. <laughs> she finally finished her career playing safety for the DC Divas in 2019. DC Divas. Mm -hmm. I love these names. I know that that one I actually like. The New York Shark sounds very foolish. <laughs> I, I want like the Pittsburgh Piranhas or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the Montreal Minnows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Throughout the mid 2010s, King was attending Liberty University where she graduated with a Master's of Science in Sports Management. Not only was she playing in the WFA and attending university, oh no, Jennifer was also an assistant coach at Greensboro College from 2006 to 2016. She must have been warm wearing all those hats. Oh my gosh, seriously. Cat, <laughs> like, it, it makes, it's crazy. The team had a 136-54 and 54 record, they won five regular season championships and five NCAA tournament appearances. And also, she was a police officer in High Point working day shifts. Uh, did she eat? Did she have Apparently time? Did she not. breathe in between? <laughs> she did, like, so many things. That's so impressive. Insane. Jennifer left Greensboro College to coach at Johnson & Wales University in North Carolina, where she coached from 2016 to 2018. All of her friends said she was crazy for wanting to give up the stability of the police force for a brand new program, but Jennifer wanted a team that she could mold to be her own. She recalls saying on the first day, quote, we're not going to be that team everybody wants to play anymore. As the new women's basketball head coach, she was inheriting a two-year-old program to mold. Within two seasons, they were USCAA Division II national champions for the 2017-2018 season. Whoa. The team had a 37-10 and 10 record in those two seasons, with 15 out of the 21 games wins in the first season, and then wins in 22 out of 26, and the national championship in the second. It's nice that she found her calling and was so confident in, in coaching, her capability yeah. that she gave up her job in order to 
pursue pursue that pursue mm-hmm. her her you know um something in her in her feet you know mm-hmm. something that she actually felt passionate um, about. passionate about mm-hmm. yeah she was named the 2018 usc AA division two national coach of the year and just like before football snuck its head back into jennifer's life the gym at johnson and wales was adjacent to the carolina panthers practice fields only a black metal fence separated the two Jennifer had never dreamed of pursuing coaching in the NFL until she saw Katie Sowers in 2016 acting as the training camp assistant in Atlanta. Representation matters. Quote, I saw women getting opportunities in football and I thought maybe this is something I can do because I always wanted to do it and there was no one who looked like me in those positions. I went to basketball and was happy. But once some of those opportunities started to happen, I put things in play to make the move to football. It's all kind of coming together now. In 2018, the NFL held the NFL's Women's Forum. Quote, It's so important to have these people reach back. They're realizing that there are females capable of working in football at a high level. And they're giving them opportunities. It's that simple. It's crazy. They're just realizing that There are people out there that can help us, and they may not look like everybody else, but I want to give them an opportunity, and I'm thankful for that, but super thankful for them having an open mind. Yeah, it's very important that we uh, allow everyone to get their foot in the door so that there can be future generations (laughs) to look up to them, see their work ethic, and see that anything can be accomplished because... They see someone else who looks just like them or, Absolutely. you know, has a similar path, mm-hmm. a similar walk of life. Um, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. The NFL Women's Forum was a highly selective two-day event of which only 40 women were selected to attend. I wonder out of how many. Did you happen to see? I, the, I, I, I don't. It must have been 40, oh. I mean, 40 all over, you know, like there must have been entries from all over the country. Oh, hundreds. So thousands, these are, I'm these sure. are the top right. tier, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. elite level. Absolutely. The event connected qualified female candidates for positions in football as coaches, officials, scouts, and athletic trainers. Yeah, yeah, 40. I mean, 40 out of how many entries, and then that just also shows that, like, these are the best of the best mm-hmm. that, that, that have been chosen. Sure. Jennifer was one of the women selected. At the event, King met the then Carolina Panthers head coach, Ron Rivera. She felt comfortable expressing her interest in working with the NFL. She was then hired as an intern by the Panthers later that year. Here, she assisted in coaching wide receivers alongside Lance Taylor with on-field development drills and in position meetings. She assisted with the creation of scouting scheme cards for opposing defense and charted practice and in-game player participation and defensive schemes. I'm just going to say that's a whole lot of work for an intern. <laughs> I remember when I was an intern and I was like, I was told to like fax things and like <laughs> alphabetize this. <laughs> Write Email, this down. She's out here like helping plot out. The- <laughs> yeah, the whole, like just the team. Just like, all right, you're an intern. All right, do coach things. <laughs> Wait a minute. Quote, representation means so much. It's really important right now to be a good representative what I didn't have growing up. I didn't have anyone that looked anything like me working. To be able to see that, I think, is big. 
it's super cool to be a part of this. Jennifer's first full-time coaching gig came in 2018. Unfortunately, this meant that she had to leave J&W mid-season when the hot shots called. Uh. Quote, I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew coaching basketball wasn't going to get me into football. When asked how the team took it, she replied, quote, I think the values I built in them when I coached them, they understood because I talked about chasing their dreams so much and going after opportunities. They were sad I was leaving, but they got it. You know, it's almost it's almost like a glass ceiling effect where she could she had excelled so much in her in that lane and she had aspirations that were bigger mm-hmm. than coaching basketball and just like those players too, they have aspirations of going past, you know, or playing just going at a professional level, yeah. some, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. else and so you know, when people have those dreams and hopes, it's important for them to try instead of just kind of being Absolutely. where they're at mm-hmm. comfortable, mm-hmm. comfortably. You Absolutely. don't you don't really get anywhere without change. You have to, like, uh, be uncomfortable in order to make that change happen and mm-hmm. excel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jennifer became the assistant wide receivers and special teams coach for the Arizona Hot Shots a team that was part of the Alliance of American Football. The AAF ended up folding in 2019. At that time, the Hot Shots were 5-3 and and tied for first place in the AAF Western Conference. The Hot Shots ranked number two in yards per game at 343.9 and points per game at 23.2. At the first staff meeting, she was met with apprehension from other coaches. The apprehension was put to rest when she stood up and started talking about how much she loves football, being a professional quarterback, and winning the national title as a basketball coach. They all sat in awe as she laid it out, proving she deserved to be there as much as anyone else. One coach apparently teased her gently, and she teased him right back. And Rick Neuheisel, head coach of the Hot Shots, said, she won her stripes that day, giving it back. <laughs> I she she is absolutely deserving of that, and I think it just you know all it takes is five seconds. Really, it sounded like, or you know, however yeah. much time it like her beginning, um, her know, little sh- mm-hmm. yeah, her little spiel. Um, I'm sure it only took like a handful of minutes for people to realize she belongs in the room with the rest of us. Absolutely. This is like not even, yeah. you know, it's just Why like, would you even question it's, it? It's, <laughs> you know, the new kid in the cafeteria, you're like, oh, new kid, strange. And then you get to know them and it's like, okay, yeah, you're just like me. We, you know, we all, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all here for one, you know, one purpose or another, but we're all here to have, help the team mm-hmm. win. Absolutely. That's important. Mm-hmm. And her love of the sport you know, proves that she is in it to win it. Definitely. After the AAF folded, she was brought back as an intern for the Panthers. She worked with the running backs. King organized team activities as well as mandatory mini camp and training camps. She was responsible for one-on-one time with rookies on playbook proficiencies and individual skill development and even analyzed drill efficiencies and drill concepts. What's good what's good about her perspective too is it's like an it's a new You fresh can tell she's hungry for it. Take yeah, right. I don't think um, they would give her all those responsibilities if she weren't like wanting to learn and do it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, she was able. It sounds like she's able to bring like a new, fresh perspective mm-hmm. um, into the into the team. Absolutely. For the 2019 season, Jennifer moved on to the position of offensive. Who? Jennifer moved on to the position of offensive assistant coach at Dartmouth. Quote, when I had the opportunity to start coaching football, I definitely think the playing background helped bring some validity to me, and I walked in with a lot of confidence. She worked primarily with the wide receivers, and here, King created defensive scouting reports and and secondary-specific scouting reports for the wide receivers. Dartmouth finished their 2019 season with a record of 9-1 capping the season off with the Ivy League championship title. They averaged 33.3 points per game and 382.4 yards per game. Wow. So she, wherever she goes, I swear. Winning winning (laughs) follows her, you know, she, yeah. Yeah. Jennifer was awarded one of the three inaugural grants of the Scott, Pioli, and Family Fund for Women Football Coaches and Scouts. That's excellent. This is given to female football coaches and scouts to provide them with financial assistance because they don't get paid enough. I mean, yeah, like intern, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> Well, she's, she's not an intern in this. No, I know, but when you said oh, intern yeah. from her last position, it's yeah. like... You, you, I feel like you're taking a pay grade, even though you, you know, it's for the Carolina Panthers. Like you, you're still, still taking yeah. a pay, you know, a pay cut. A, a pay uh-huh. cut. Um, but this is excellent to hear that, you know, not only these things exist, and her work is being recognized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quote: I think being my authentic self has gotten me to where I am today, and I saw that early on in my coaching career. Being with people to build those organic relationships with players and everyone else around you creates success. Head coach Buddy Tevens said this in regards to the news of her offer in the NFL that I haven't officially gotten to yet, but we just have to deal with this com- uh, little clumsy segue. So we'll, here we we'll are. We'll put a pin on it. We'll put a pin on it, yeah. Quote, the guys were very excited, really ecstatic, and very, very proud that Dartmouth was in some regards a launching pad. Class of 2022 player R.J. Brandon said, quote, I'm just very happy for her. It just proves that regardless of gender or race or any outside factors, the best people who are qualified and know a lot about football and work hard should be hired. I'm. I hate that my, class of twenty two. My <laughs> mind, my mind was blown when you said twenty twenty two because I'm very used to our episodes where we talk about like you know the late eighteen hundreds, yeah. early nineteen hundreds, <laughs> and then for no, someone, I'm talking about the future. <laughs> for an individual to so succinctly describe how people are deserving of the positions that they work, mm. uh, you know, coming from a male. Is absolutely so, one of her players. I'm, I love that. I'm I'm really glad that we got to touch base with that because it just seemed like there people men were either um, like saying that in a roundabout sort of way, mm-hmm. or they just weren't saying that right. and being gross. And mm-hmm. it's like uh, this 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 is this is uh, invigorating to hear. Anyway, absolutely. And I want to shout out to Dartmouth for a second because former Dartmouth football offensive quality control coach Callie Brownson is Cleveland is is the Cleveland Browns chief of staff former softball player Bianca Smith became the first black woman to coach in professional baseball and I I don't know much about Dartmouth but 
uh, you know, don't come for me if I there's any other things. But I'm just saying they seem to support excellence, be it male or female. Yeah. So love that. It's important. Mm hmm. Jennifer King was offered an internship with the Washington football team in 2020. Quote, I think the ultimate drive for me is to be successful and great at whatever I was doing. I think that drive is what got me here. And she would once again be under head coach Rivera. Quote, her resume is as good as any young male coach. She's learning from the bottom up. She's not there to be a token. All I did was get the door open for her. She put her foot in and pushed her way through. And that's another reason why it's so important for for men to be allies. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really just takes someone to hold the door behind you. Yeah. Because um, all it is is, it, like, if we're not in those positions, we have no power in getting ourselves into those positions. No matter how well we can present the package, it doesn't matter if it's not ever going to be considered. And so it's just so awesome. And listen to this. So Coach Rivera's wife, Stephanie, was a basketball coach. And he's always been an advocate for women in sports, obviously. Seems like a no-brainer for this gentleman, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like regardless of how you identify, you really, like you're all there to win. You, Mm -hmm. You all have... a job that you want to do and that you dream about doing more or less. So mm-hmm. it really shouldn't matter at the end of the day who's what, you yeah. know, however you are identified. Because, Absolutely. It, you know, it's a, a job is a job, you know, it, this is and a And if sport. we all have the same end goal. Yeah, right. Like it <laughs> Being doesn't matter success and how winning. you get there unless <laughs> it's illegal. Exactly. Like steroids. Sure. That's different. She was a full-year coaching intern. Quote, I feel extremely comfortable following Rivera to Washington after being able to work with him and build a relationship with him in Carolina just because I knew it's the type of culture he wanted to build. She worked with the offensive staff throughout the off-season, training camp, and regular season. Specifically, King assisted running backs coach Randy Jordan, This group had 1,697 yards in 423 attempts and 20 rushing touchdowns. A player King spent a good amount of time with working on his pass game was J.D. McKissick. He finished the regular season with 80 receptions, the second most in in a season for a Washington running back in franchise history. I'm just going to say it sounds like she knew what she was talking about <laughs> when she was helping the young the young lad. Um, yeah. Because certainly to um, get those numbers, you, you kind of have to turn it on. Honestly. When you're playing, you, you have to be on it. And yeah. she made sure that he got his, his shit together. Yeah. And he said this... I always thought she was already the assistant coach. <laughs> she played a pretty good role in my success. She helped me take that next step. It was just the little things like giving me a pregame workout, things that she did with McCaffrey in the past in Carolina. She was able to bring that to Washington and push me in those types of ways. Wait, McCaffrey? McCaffrey. Oh, okay. Sorry. I McCaffrey and I was I was about to make a white collar reference. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Neil McC- McCaffrey, get over here. <laughs> no, um, but 
I think that's hilarious. He's like, I mean, I thought she was already the assistant coach. She still hasn't even, like... (laughs) Yeah, I, like, winced... I winced twice when you called... When she was, um... When you mentioned that she was hired as an intern... An intern at full year intern again. Like, she has... She's having so many responsibilities that, like... It's, it's, it's almost, it's like almost insulting, but I know there's like a, you know, there's a ladder that people have to climb. And she also has to like learn the... It sounds like she's doing, yeah, right. I guess if you're like getting into the sport from that perspective, because she was doing basketball, so to go to football, it takes a bit of a transition. Unfortunately, there's also like, there's no matter what going to be a little bit different of a ringer that she had to go through before you know it just so it's the just second true. time being hired as an intern makes me makes me wince a little bit well well this was for a full year so that is actually a big step up with in the, the amount in of the responsibilities process, no, that it sounded like she had yeah. to do i would have liked another title for her like <laughs> assistant to the regional coach <laughs> something a little bit more engaging yeah. but you know what everyone mm-hmm. has to start from somewhere yeah. And sounds like she excelled wherever she was. Absolutely. So more power to her anyway. Jennifer King was officially promoted to assistant running back coach on January 26th, 2021. See? Wait, when? (laughs) January 26th, 2021. Earlier this year. Oh my goodness. Well, you know... Break glass every day, women. That's awesome. Quote, a lot of hard work and years and years of coaching and grinding has come to a head now and allowed me to get this position. It's been wild seeing all the love that I've gotten just because of this historical hire. It drives my head, it drives my head crazy th- hearing about historical... Um, moments, moments that we're literally that living in. This year, <laughs> which, you know, there should always be, like... You know, we should always try to excel and, um, you know, kind of have that drive to mm-hmm. not, I mean, at this point, if, if there's the first of something, mm-hmm. then it's, it's still kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a downer. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. To yeah. think about. Yeah. But man, January, 2021. Yeah. What a year. This made her the first black woman to hold an assistant coach position in the NFL history and the second female coach assistant in the NFL. See, now that's, that's, it's crazy because, you know, American football has been played for a very long ever time. <laughs> right now. I feel like I've seen highlights from like, you know, for like decades ago, mm-hmm. from decades ago. And, and for her to be the first this year yeah. of something in the NFL is both impressive and Depressing. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Lori Locust was the first female assistant coach in the NFL as the assistant defensive coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coach Randy Jordan said, quote, I am very pleased to have Coach King back to assist me full time in the running backs room. She was extremely helpful last year in seeing the game from a different perspective, and she was a tremendous communicator in our room. I look forward to continuing to collaborate as we move forward in our program and as she moves forward in her coaching career. Damn right. Excellent. I like that. I like Mm -hmm. to hear that. And Jennifer said, quote, I really think this is something that 10 to 15 years down the road you can look back on and I will feel the magnitude of it. 
I've been working with the guys already, so it doesn't feel a lot different for me, which kind of goes back to uh, what J.D. McKissick was saying, where, where he's like, I thought she was already... <laughs> I thought she was already this because she's already been working with us like that. So I think it, I think that she did invest so much of herself into her internship is what put her in these positions in the long run, because I'm sure she was like, bring it on. Give me more. Give me more. Let, let me do as much as I can. Let me show you my worth. Yeah. That go getter attitude. Mm hmm. Head coach Ron Rivera said, and this is a long one, so um, bear with me, but it's good. We stand him. Okay. Quote, Coach King is well-deserving of the promotion to assistant running backs coach. She came to Washington eager for the opportunity to work as a full-year coaching intern and learn from our staff. She got the chance to experience not only the in-season work that goes into being a full-time coach in this league but also the countless hours that are spent preparing in the off-season as well. She demonstrated all of the qualities that are needed to work full-time on my staff. She is a hard worker, a great communicator, and a quality person. Coach King is always eager to learn and has shown tremendous growth since starting here last season. I know she will continue to be an asset to Coach Turner, Coach Jordan, and the running backs group. And she earned this opportunity with her hard work. The sky is truly the limit for her. Love it. That's that's such a he he's such a um he's such a good person for being able to recognize mm -hmm. her efforts, um, the contributions she has made and is currently making with the team. Um, you know, it shows that he thinks of her as an equal. Mm -hmm. which is important and doesn't Absolutely. even talk about like any flaw or like difference that she might have because at the end of the day she's just like another person just a great in the coach. franchise yeah yeah mm -hmm. just an asset and that's through the way and through. It that's the way it should be Absolutely. you know it shouldn't even be like it's it, it is important that she is the first but it also should be recognized that she is the same as everybody else mm -hmm. um in mm -hmm. terms of a helpful person in this unit to Absolutely. get you know to get the team to win she's there to and help, she's just like everybody that she else. Can, yeah. yeah, and she like you know they mentioned her having a, a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely, that's why you bring someone in who is qualified like right, that. Right, right. Katie Sowers with the San Francisco 49ers became the first woman to coach in the Super Bowl in 2021 as an offensive assistant. I just wanted to throw that that's, one in there. That's incredible. Yeah, in the 2020-2021 season, Coach King made history twice. Or her story. There you go. One was in the Washington playoff loss to Tampa. It was the first postseason game with both teams having female assistants, including the Buccaneers assistant defensive line coach, Lori Locust, and, assist and assistant strength and conditioning coach, Maral Javadafar. I'm so sorry if that pronunciation was wildly incorrect. The other was earlier in the season with the NFL's first game ever featuring female assistants for both teams. Callie Brownson was Cleveland's chief of staff, and it also featured the first female referee in Sarah Thomas. I love that now we're at this point where there's just 
countless firsts because mm-hmm. the door has been open. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. Just, we should be hearing about these just, firsts from you know, like... All it has to... Just unlock the door. I can... We can we can twist the doorknob. We can push it open. Yeah. You know, just like unlock it. And if just you leave don't, it unlocked. we're going to kick the door open. Obviously, we're not going to fix I'll go it. In and we're all window. just going to come in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go in through the window. That's fine. I'm going to dig a hole wall. underneath. Now we're here. Yeah, or, or, and you have a hole in your house. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> or like the Kool-Aid man. Screw you. Yeah, Crash run through the door. The I'm, I'm coming in from the roof. Now you have a hole in your ceiling. I could fix that, though. <laughs> None of this happened by chance in Coach King's career. Every move she made was intentional. She was part of the NFL coaching clinic from 2015 to 2018. Like, she was in it the whole time while being a police officer still like what in the world she must have had 28 hours a day or something. i was just thinking something <laughs> like that she, yeah she had yeah right crazy she, yeah she was working 25 8 she found an extra hour and, <laughs> and day. an extra day yeah. <laughs> shout out to washington because in the past year they have hired a minority head coach in rivera hired the first black team president in jason wright and hired the first female to be part of an NFL team's radio crew in Julie Donaldson. Quote, I think it's no secret that diversity wins, and it's cool to see the NFL really taking that to heart. The teams are really starting to see and open up their pool to everybody. Diversify your staff to get those different perspectives and experiences from everybody. I think it's paying off now as you see how many teams made the playoffs that had female coaches on staff and the black coordinators in the Super Bowl. Coach Jennifer King describes herself as simple and laid back. She has an eclectic taste in music, enjoys comedy and action films, and loves Game of Thrones and the Mandalorian, which same. I think they actually just put out a trailer for the Game of Thrones prequel. I'm sorry, you just those, those are keywords, and Mando's <laughs> awesome, but yeah. that warms my little brown heart to uh, <laughs> hear, uh, you know, diversity being spoken about. Mm. And uh, actually like exemplified, not just in the players. Mm. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's being shown that... Uh, diversity can, it, you know, can it, it belongs so everywhere, much. in There's, every facet of oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. So as you know, with this series, there is no ending. We leave it open-ended because her legacy is still being made. So here is the quote we are ending with. Quote, worrying about losing is like worrying about failing. I I definitely need, I like hearing that. I need to hear that Mm -hmm. um, in many different ways because I think that holds true, you know, in in every... Every facet of life. Yeah, People need to hear that so that they can try to do things, and then if they fail, at least they know they tried. Yeah, um, I mean, like... And there's no sense in worrying As you know, Jeff it. Probst, sometimes you can't... You, you, it, you, it's impossible to win every immunity challenge. You can't do it. Heather, You're going to fail eventually. Never say never, <laughs> because in season 42, we're going to have an impossible... <laughs> Impossible challenges to lose to to lose oh, in. Yeah. Both teams will <laughs> win. Always in every win. round, <laughs> and we're still voting people off. Oh, it's Survivor Forty Two. Oh no! But no, Dominican Republic. Like it's so. I I just loved researching her and coming across all of these interviews that she's done. I mean, her energy is amazing. She's so positive. She's a driving force in so much. 
and and I really I really appreciate um, what she's doing in the perspective that she has because she she says it over and over again. She's basically like, you know, I I love what I do. Diversity wins. Work hard. Her teams are <laughs> lucky to have her. Absolutely, because she is. It sounds like she is an energy that has been different from people who have worked on those teams. It sounds like it because um, everybody keeps talking about what she brings. Yeah. I, the, the the qualities that she brings, absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, it. you know, she is an example of how diversity matters because, you know, fresh perspective, right? This is a game that has been predominantly played by men for since ever, like mm-hmm. just forever. Mm-hmm. And so now that we actually have women in the fold, you mm-hmm. know, in all these different, uh, in all these different uh, capacities, we're, woman, we're saying yeah. things like fresh perspective, fresh perspective in a game that's like, and also so, meanwhile, like, she's played football her whole life. Fresh perspective, <laughs> just get a woman in the room. Like, can you imagine how, like, how that sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, it sounds ridiculous because it hasn't happened. Right. And now we're all like, wait, this this is awesome. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Because we can't have the same. <laughs> it's like basically what she said in her quote earlier that I that I read where she was like, it's crazy because they're all just now like, oh, there's people who can add stuff to us that don't look like us. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I'm sure not for nothing uh, for Mr. Ron Rivera, uh-huh. you know, definitely his his addition his perspective has was always, probably yeah, already different there. right but i mean this this just kind of seems like a no brainer yeah. at this point and every team in the nfl and just in sports in general should take notice and we've already seen it too in terms of baseball happening well and i then, find you know, it interesting um that people don't really bat an eye when men coach women's teams so why should it matter it's the rules don't change for gender i mean certain distances and heights change like in basketball certain things change but for the most part like it's all the same nobody bats an eye when there's a man coaching a woman's team so why should it matter if there's a woman having input in in a game that doesn't matter what Fresh perspective. We'll listen to a woman talk. <laughs> and then, like, they're like, oh, my God, wait, no, this is great. She's good. Let's keep her. Let's hire her. Let's hire more. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we've been saying that for, like, literally ever, dude. Yeah. That, right. Oh, okay. my gosh. I guess, yeah. That just, that's... Yeah. I'm so happy for her, though, and I'm looking forward to following her, uh, her career. Absolutely. Maybe, you know, when she retires from the sport, um... And you know we'll do, we'll do like a remix episode about her 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 <laughs> 20 legacy. Twenty years from now, right? Her her time span <laughs> in the sports, uh, in the sports. I love it in the sports. In yes, the sports. There it is. <laughs> well, thank you, historians, for tuning in again. Subscribe, follow, hijack the grocery store's audio system, and play it for all to hear. Come back this Friday for an interview with Caitlin Durning, the owner of Meraki Media Management. In this interview, Caitlin shares some tips on how to use social media as a tool to connect rather than a time sucker, investing as a young person, and so much more. Follow us on social media, Instagram, 
at Women of Her Story Podcast. Twitter. At The Her Story Pod. TikTok. At Women of Her Story. Facebook. Women of Her Story. <laughs> and visit our website at ofherstory.com backslash survivor. Forward slash Jeff Probst. <laughs> I've been your host. <laughs> Jeff Probst. Yeah. Why doesn't he say that? That uh, I'm I'm your host, Jeff Probst. <laughs> you know, I bet he mentioned it one time in the room, and they're like, "No, okay, no, that's okay, Jeff. No, no, we're we're done with the jokes. Let's let's have a serious conversation." And he's like, "Right, no, sorry. Oh my that's why God. he didn't speak for the first five seasons." <laughs> okay. Until Friday, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of. Bye.